Hello, hello everyone! This is Chats with Nye. Welcome back for another episode where we're discussing tips and tricks for all sorts of relationships. I am your lovely host, Naomi. And before we dive into today's episode, I just want to ask you guys to please leave a review or show me some love by rating the show. It really does help me get the show noticed. Um, share it with your friends and your coworkers. Share it with your family. Share it with everyone that you know. Okay? Okay, so now that we have that out of the way and you guys promise to show me some love. <laughs> being emotionally available to everyone all the time can be daunting and exhausting. And we know this. A lot of the times like, we want to be available to our family and our friends in their time of need, or if it's multiple, their times of need, because we love and we care for them. But what happens when we cannot be there for them? What happens if we continue to be available to them? While our purpose as humans is to connect, it is to be of service to others, we cannot deny that if sometimes we don't pause to gather ourselves, we just simply cannot be there for the ones that we love and that we hold dearest in our hearts. The more that we put off taking care of ourselves, the longer that it takes us to recover. And for myself, at least, I've noticed where before, if I took a day or so to regain my like emotional or mental strength after like having someone vent to me, that was all I needed. I just needed a day or two. Now, sometimes it takes me personally a week to recover because I just feel so drained. And you guys might be wondering, why is that? What's changed? We don't realize that sometimes we have to tell a loved one, oh, hey, I love you, but I just, I can't be there for you in the capacity that you need me to be right now. And that's where today's topic comes in, emotional consent. Now we're going to go over like what exactly is emotional consent. I'm going to talk on like why it's important and like what are some of the issues that we can face if we are not making sure that we have this this type of consent and how to how we can make sure that we've got that verbal yes before we start you know plainly offloading on someone and offloading not in the term that most of you might have heard but in a venting way and then at, in towards the end we'll talk about what happens if, you know, we need to say no or someone says no to us and like, how can we respect these boundaries? So that's a little bit of what we're going to be talking about today. So I won't delay anymore. So first things first, to put it as plainly as possible, emotional consent is basically you're checking in with the person before you vent to them. And it isn't like your typical little odds and ends type of venting, you know, maybe really small things at work or in the office or in school, but things that weigh on you 
heavier emotionally. So basically, that's it. You're you're checking with the other person that you can vent to them. And then why is this important? Like, why should we take this more seriously than we probably ever have? And why is this boundary one that we have to understand? Well, for one, we want to make sure that the relationships that we've fostered with these people, they're not one-sided. Since a lot of times we're just jumping straight into venting, we may not be thinking about or taking into account like how their day was. Maybe they had a bad day or maybe us venting to them was the last drop in their cup and now it's just overflowing. Eventually, things like this will will have us lose these relationships because they can no longer sustain our needs because we aren't considering theirs. We aren't taking into account their emotional needs or their health. And even though it's super important to express ourselves and to always be open, making sure that the weight of life isn't unbalanced, that's how we're going to continue to grow in a healthy fashion these relationships that we treasure so much. Some of the issues or should I say the effects of not providing or respecting someone's emotional consent, quite frankly, the relationship will suffer. Whether it's a friend, a parent-child, co-worker, you get the point. Honestly, like how long do we think someone is going to stick around if we're constantly dumping on them? Constantly having something to, I want to say complain, but I feel like that's not the appropriate word. But to be honest, we're not going to stick around that long or this other person's not going to stick around long because that's all we ever do. We're constantly complaining. We're constantly dumping. Eventually, they're going to find ways to either just outright like ignore us, find ways to avoid, or just probably stop, you know, returning our texts or our calls. And I think that might be the shittiest way to lose a friendship. Like, granted, there are some really bad ones, but this one is definitely something that, like, since it's more of an emotional thing, it's kind of crappy. To, to lose someone because of this. So how can we make sure we've got that emotional consent before we go into our full-on venting session? How can we make sure that we respect ourselves and others? And it's simple. It's super easy. We just need to ask. Right? I told you it was going to be simple. You might want to send them a text saying something like, I don't know. Hey, I'm going through some stuff. Is it cool if I vent to you for a bit? Right? We can say something or we can text something like that. Or maybe we can offer them like an option of a date and time, you know, that you guys can like meet up or we can meet up with them. If you know how long, like how much time you're going to need to, you know, talk to this person or vent to this person, let them know that, hey, I might need half an hour, maybe I need a couple of hours. Let them know if you need them just to listen. Maybe you just need an ear. 
Maybe you're actually looking for advice. Giving them these options is super important and it, it gives them the space to decide what they want to do as opposed to feeling obligated or that they were cornered into being there for you. And if they don't respond right away or with, you know, within a few minutes or a few hours, this doesn't mean that they're ignoring you. You're giving the person time to check in with themselves. You're letting them have the time to ask themselves, hey, are you okay enough for this? And the last thing is to make sure that they know it's okay to tell us no or for you to tell the other person no. I'm not in a good, you know, state of mind right now for this. Can we get together, I don't know, a few days from now or something? But then how do we also deal with them saying no? How can we make sure that we're respecting their wishes? Granted, our emotions will take over. We're going to feel hurt. We're going to feel like it's personal. They're attacking us because they don't want to be there for us. We're probably going to think that they're being a shitty friend when in reality they're not or whatever, whoever the relationship is. To be honest, those kind of questions like took me a bit to go through. And I had to remind myself, like I said, not to take it personal. If you are the one that's seeking to vent to someone else say, Hey, I'm not comfortable with this, or I'm not in a, the right state of mind to be there for you. Like you need trust that it is not personal by any means. We, we have to learn to respect that and the value and each other's boundaries. We're all trying to deal with anxiety and stress the best way that we know how, right? Most of us weren't taught or even guided to the steps of how to deal with the stresses in the most effective manner to ourselves, right? Because everyone's method of stress relieving or breaking down the day or and analyzing is not going to be the same as the next person. With everything going on, we're doing a lot more with so much less. And many of us have had to like pick up additional programs because we've lost so many people during the last two years. And now more than ever, people are resigning because to be honest, they didn't sign up for all the added jobs within our own jobs. And on top of that, for the same pay. If the other person or if you're the one telling someone your mind isn't in the right place, we need to acknowledge this. Maybe they had a terrible day. Maybe they don't want to talk to anyone about anything because they're just overly tired. And like I said, they might say something like, you know what, let's let's talk another day. And that's okay. It's okay to say no. We also need to learn to how to say no. And you need to be able to communicate that to the other person. Like, don't just say no and then you disappear. They could even take it in the wrong way, even though you had good intentions. On the other hand, if we are the ones that need support and the other person is just not emotionally available at the time, what do we do? What if the our go-to person is not available at the moment? Is there someone else that we could reach out to? Not everyone is always going to be available. 
whoever those people are, whether you only have that one person you go to, maybe you have two or three, but that doesn't mean that if neither of these people are available, that you do not have other options. Sometimes what we need is to take time to ourselves. Like maybe this person that we want to speak to, whatever we have to say involves them, right? So if we take some time and kind of do like our own, not kind of, do your own self-care routine, enjoy some alone time with your thoughts. Sometimes it's just as important to talk to yourself either out loud or on the inside, or maybe you, you're a writer and, and that's how you get it out. That doesn't make you crazy. And it's actually rather helpful and healthy. It means that you have the capacity to look at the situation from another viewpoint and it will help you look at it as an external. Sometimes all we want is a piece of advice, but we can never seem to take the advice we give to others. But when you take your time and you and talk to yourself like, okay, this is the situation. This is my problem, whatever it is, one, two, three. And this is why it's bothering me. What should I do? And like I said, you either speak to yourself out loud or internally while you're in the bath, or maybe you're a shower person or you're writing it. What it means is that you care about yourself and your well-being and that you are mature enough to find a solution and overcome these difficulties on your own. However, and this is a big however, if it is an, a heavier issue, sorry, don't hesitate to reach out to a specialist. And it doesn't always have to be someone that you have to pay, you know, money to like a psychologist or whatever. There are so many alternatives to paid psychology sessions. Like you can call a lifeline or a helpline and they can guide you. And most of the time they're there to listen to you and help you understand many things about whatever the situation is and the problem that you're facing. For those of us that don't, you know, like the phone thing or maybe feel a little intimidated about that phone option. There's an online chat group that you are chatting with professionals who are more than willing to provide an ear or eyes because they're not listening to you. They're reading it. <laughs> They'll be available to provide a different perspectives. And a lot of times they won't even ask for any personal information outside of your first name. So it's totally anonymous. You can give them a fake name just for the sake of them being able to, you know, write back to you. This goes for any kind of relationship, friendship, whichever it is. Choosing to talk about your feelings means that you are aware of your situation and that you feel the need to share it with someone that you trust. The same goes if the tables are turned around. When someone chooses to talk to you, it means that they trust you. Whether it's to complain about something they experienced or something you did specifically and they just felt the need to communicate it to you. They respect your friendship, your relationship enough and they want to continue to develop it in a healthy manner. Asking for emotional consent means you're respecting the other person's boundaries and their own battles. Whatever those battles may be that they are facing at that moment. And like I said, not everyone is available all the time. 
Asking if you can vent to them means that you understand and respect that their packed schedule or working hours are not going to stop because you need them right then and there. Asking if they're okay with you talking to them means that you also respect their feelings. You don't want to hurt them or he, she, whomever it may be, or make them feel unheard because you wouldn't want to be in their same situation. You want to, you wouldn't want to feel the way that they are currently feeling because we are not respecting their boundaries. I really hope you all enjoyed today's episode that you took something from today's topic and you can apply it to your daily life. Make sure you are tuned in for all the upcoming episodes. Always remember, if you like what you heard today, leave a review or at the very latest, at the very least, should I say, show some love um, for the show by rating it. It really does help me to get the show noticed. You guys can catch episode updates on my Instagram at Chats with Nye Podcast, on Twitter at Chats with Nye, and on Facebook at Chats with Nye. And as always, you can email me at morningchatswithnye at gmail.com. I'm your host, Naomi, and until next time, stay safe out there. Bye.